everybody, Steve DeLaviaga, Rise Consulting. I am here with part two of the dynamic duo, Kyle Whistle and Daniel Beer. We met here three months ago, gentlemen. And I asked you, Daniel, how many days are you going to do? You said 402, I think. I said, Kyle, what are you going to do? He said 403, just one more than Dan. So real quick on the uh, update, how do we do, Mr. Beer? How was your volume and deals? I know you're probably one in one of them. This will keep everybody happy, volume and deals. Yeah, first off, I'm completely amazed at your memory and remembering what we said we were going to do. And you don't have notes in front of you, right? I don't know if you looked at it on your phone. Anyway, um, we ended up doing 438. 438 sides. That's cute. Or $336 million of closed volume. So Badass. 436 430, 438 transactions. 438 transactions. 336 million. 336 million. Now, Brother Whistle, I got to ask you, how was your transactions? I mean, 438. 438's cute. I mean, that's that's cute. I mean, you tried. Like, A for effort. 453. I love it. But what was the volume now? I mean, it was good. I mean, it wasn't Dan's, but it was good enough. I mean, 265. I mean, who's counting? I'm sitting here with, I'm sitting here with these two stars who literally, literally did... 900 transactions in San Diego County. And um, it's just a treat. So number one or two agents in the whole county. All right, gentlemen, one thing that last year that you did that you saw worked and now you're doubling down and doing it again this year. First question, KW. Uh, biggest thing we integrated last year, we've just realized that channel partners like uh, an Op City, a Zillow Flex, a Home Light, they've they rise right have become important. Thanks for putting words in my mouth. Have um, become very important, and, and most of these channel partners really need to be updated and know what's going on in the business because they're giving you leads and they're not making any money until you close those leads. So they want to know what's happening from the time they give you the lead till the time it closes. Um, and so we integrated a database manager, which is is somebody who's making sure that all of our channel partners are updated at all times and know exactly what's going on with every lead they assigned us. Because the thing we've learned is we, I think we have eight channel partners that we work with right now, all have completely different cadences of how they want to be updated, when they want to be updated, how they want to be updated. And I think it's insane if we have our agents having to bounce around not only to our CRM, but to these eight other places where they have to update leads. So rather than our agents bouncing around to eight different sites, they just focus on our CRM and our database manager makes sure to update those eight different sites for them. Absolute beast. All right, Brother Bear, talk to me. What was yours? So the number one thing that made a difference for us, and granted, we'd never been over 303 home sales, let alone 438 or 400, yeah, 438 is I've never found, Steve, anything with a stronger correlation to what we can control, to scaling our sides and how, much, how many transactions we're doing, therefore how much volume. Well, to do that, you need control in your business. And if you're going to have control in your sales process, it was really scaling our inside sales department. Okay, the, the ISA department we have, pushing that, scaling it, like really investing into it. We keep it all in-house. Here's the thing that I find kind of interesting. Agents hesitate to get that piece in place even that we're the least professionalized industry. If you look outside the industry, which is where I'm always trying to look to get you know, the, to, to stay in front, to stay in front of this industry where I'm always trying to look is outside the industry. And if you look at most any other professionalized sales environment, at the core of the sales process, actually today I bought some data from a data company. I was first with their inside sales department. They qualified me. They'd make sure I was a real person, blah, 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 before sending me on to their sales executive. In our world, the sales executive is the agent. So 
the middle of the of the uh, really the core, the central piece where you can have the most control with a W two employee. Not some, like like Kyle was saying, he doesn't want the follow up and all the tasking with other people with agents. So we invested heavily in our inside sales department. It was great. We scaled it, and we're going to continue to go. Right. Well, we went right there in that department. Right now, we have four that are full time in house. We're hiring three more. Wow. We're we are uh, completely committed to making sure that our agents are doing nothing but selling houses. Our staff is doing nothing but processing transactions, serving clients, mm-hmm. doing their listing management. Right. Everything that has to happen. The marketing department just doing the marketing, and. What, what's interesting, I can go on for this all day and I won't, Steve, but how many times an agent has ever had, or a team leader, say, has had part of their business just walk out, walk out, walk right out of the office with, uh, when, an, when they lose an important agent on the team? Well, that's because they're having their 1099 independent contractor agents own the relationship with the client. In my business, it's the company that owns the relationship through our inside sales department, which are company employees, and there's a huge difference between those. So you have more control. Okay, unbelievable. And this is why nuggets matter. All right, gentlemen, because you are two of the most innovative, talented people in the space, one innovation you are doing this year, because remember, we were talking about this earlier, Everybody's having great years. Everybody's doing more money. It's the people that take some of that and innovate and reinvest in something different to give it a shot to see what are you innovating this year that you like? So what we're doing, we got to get our offers accepted. And so the strategy is to offer the next child that you have born. You got (laughs) to name it after the listing agent. That's our strategy. That's what we're innovating. Uh, Just kidding. But real talk. Um, The biggest thing is, like Dan mentioned, we've got to ensure that our agents are solely doing the things that make them money. And so our agents are so busy. They're constantly out running around, you know, showing house after house after house. And it's very, very competitive. A lot of times it's taking five, 10 offers before somebody is actually getting under contract on a home. So being that our agents are just going from showing to showing, a lot of stuff is slipping through the cracks when they go from helping Bob, you know, in the morning to helping Mary in the afternoon. So when our agents are done with an appointment, um, they have a virtual assistant that they connect with and they just dump everything that happened at that meeting onto that virtual assistant. So they're letting that virtual assistant know, Hey, I met with uh, the Smiths and they were looking at three bedrooms, but they realized they need a four bedroom. They thought they wanted a pool. They don't want a pool. They really need a view. And we were looking at an 800 price, but they actually can go up to a million price and they want to be in this area. And now that virtual assistant's taking all of those notes, putting them in the system, updating the search. If that lead is actually looking to actually put an offer in, why are we going to wait until that agent's done with all their showings for the day to get home and put that offer in? Because if we wait till the end of the day, when they're done with the rest of their showings, that property's probably gone. So that virtual assistant will have the authority to actually write that offer up for the agent. So what they'll do is the virtual assistant will write the offer they'll send it to the agent first. The agent will review it, make sure it's good. As soon as the agent signs it, it'll automatically push over to the clients. And that way, while the agent is showing homes to the next family, the offer is getting signed by the first family. So that way we're just duplicating our agents and letting them be in multiple places at the same time. Unreal. Some of the smartest people ever. All right, Daniel, give me one innovator. Go. So the thing that we're leaning into this year is we are going, we're doubling down on our brand building. Okay. Because, again, I think of the business in terms of how much control you have over your messaging, over your... And so this year, it's all about overwhelming the marketplace. We're going to... Honestly, we're going to play an unfair game of just making it 
we're going to build a moat around our business and we're going to make it really, really difficult for anybody to compete with what we're doing because you're going to see us double down on everything from billboard to television to radio. It's already pretty heavy in terms of what's out there. It's a, it's a fraction of what's coming. And why is that so important? It's impo- because now is the time to build your brand now. It's, 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 well, it's all now is always the, the time to build your brand, whether this was 10 years ago, five years ago, a month ago, or last year during COVID. It's, it's terribly important. And most agents miss it. It drives me bananas, whether they say when they talk about their broker, who should be a background piece, the broker should be uh, just like, essentially, I'm at a restaurant right now. They don't refer to State Farm or whoever does their insurance as the restaurant, right? This We're here at the lodge. We're here for the lodge food. We don't give a shit as their consumers eating their food if, they, if their insurance company is State Farm or, or, or Chubb or anybody else. That's the piece the broker should do and everybody should be building their own brand. Now people say, well, Dan, that's easy for you to do, say or do because now you're you. No, I'm actually me because I've been doing this for years. I did it at, you know, at the appropriate scale, at the appropriate pace for what I had in terms of resources at the time. So we're, we're leaning into that. To give you something more tactical that somebody could maybe try and implement now is we're also, everything we're doing from a presentation standpoint is all being turned into evergreen content so that while we eat, while we sleep, while we're sick, while we're on vacation, the uh, inter- it, there's just a consistent uh, flow of leads. We're basically giving presentations on a 24-7 basis, um, virtually, seminars, workshops, and it's just working where we do it once and then it scales out without have us having to touch it on a daily basis and we're investing a lot right there so you this is where you look at dan who just took something where he could have done he could have put money in his pocket could have go about a boat no he said i'm gonna go build brand because i think we're in a fight for brand like we've never been before closed ecosystems zillow etc are all trying to take opportunities realtors you have now the ability to go get the same google lead that Boomtown God or Sync God, you can go get those leads now too and build your own brand and pull those consumers in. Two of the, uh, the biggest thing I love about what I get to do at Rise, I get to work with people I like when I get to work with them here at a dinner and a nice cocktail. And the reality is these are two of the smartest men, people in business I've ever had the privilege to work with. And I like them. That's the other piece. So um, thanks everybody. Rise up. Listen to these guys. Nugget City. Thanks everybody.